Welcome back to Podcast 14 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. Follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. For 30% off Shot Quality Bets, please visit Shot Quality and use the promo code ODDS23. Get a new perspective in capping college basketball. If you'd like to support the Oddsbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theoddsbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our premium cappers to get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Oddsbreakers and become a free picks and Telegram newsletter subscriber. Another weekend is here, my friends. College basketball is rolling, and March Madness is right around the corner. Can you believe it? I myself am very excited for March Madness. I always do well in March Madness. 62% against the spread last year itself in March Madness. And to be honest with you, I always up my unit size just a little bit when it comes to the NCAA tournament. We're having a promotion. If you'd like to become a member of myself or anybody at the Ozbreakers, we're giving away a free polo shirt through March Madness that has the Oddsbreakers logo show everybody the degenerate that you are wearing our shirt we are also bringing back our march madness ncaa tournament challenge where we are giving away five hundred dollars for first second and third place completely free all you need to do is write a review on spotify itunes google play or wherever you get your podcasts from if you already did that just retweet our latest show send us a screenshot at info at and we will get you a free entry in our ncaa tournament challenge contest there is absolutely nothing like march madness one of my favorite times of year for sure oh yeah well we have a great show for you today because Brian Edwards from Major Wager and Vegas Insider is back to break down this weekend's games of college basketball as well. He's going to help us out a little bit in our buy low, sell high segment. So without further ado, let's get into the show with Mr. Brian Edwards. Now I'm very excited to welcome back a great friend of the show. You've heard him on many sports radio broadcasts and podcasts across the country Find some of his work at VegasInsider.com, Major Wager at Vegas B. Edwards. I'm very happy to help welcome back Mr. Brian Edwards from Vegas Insider back to this show. You can follow him on Twitter at Vegas B. Edwards. Brian, welcome back, my man. We are knee deep in college hoops. How the hell you been? Oh, man, I've been good. Thanks for having me, uh, Kiev. Let's talk some hoops, buddy. Let's talk some hoops, man. What a crazy season it's been i gotta tell you you know it's it's funny you know once a team seems to teeter with number one they tend to fail you know you've kind of seen that alabama gave it away tennessee gives it away a couple sec teams gonzaga hasn't even really been there yet this year so much but um you know so much opportunity purdue had their chances and they gave it away hell they lost three of the last five games man it's just such an interesting year lots of parody up top isn't there 
Yeah, there certainly is. And uh, I'm certainly not sold on, on Houston. Um, Alabama did not, you know, I mean, they go into overtime with a, a bad South Carolina team last night. UConn, man, they, they were the best team in the country in November and December. And uh, they've had a couple of performances here uh, Wednesday night and in that win over Marquette a couple of weeks ago where they looked back in their November, December form. And when Jordan Hawkins is rolling like he was last night, they are going to be a tough team to beat. That's for sure. Man, I see that everywhere. Then they disappoint me in the tournament. It's kind of like one of those. Man, they have been a bracket buster over the past few years. In 2021, first round to Maryland, they lose. 2022, first round to New Mexico State. Man. Dan Hurley. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it, you know, he's kind of looking like uh, you know Tennessee's coach over there a little bit and uh, when it comes to tournament time and Rick Barnes. So, I don't know. It's got to be one of those years they break into the Sweet 16 or farther. So it's going to be a tough one this year to fill out the bracket, but it's my favorite time. And, um, you know, betting is uh, a whole different thing. You know, you fill out your bracket one way, but you make your bets another. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're ready to talk about a big slate of games for college basketball. But before we talk about that, Brian, I always like to do a little segment on buy low sell high it's kind of trying to find value in the undervalued teams find value in selling the overvalued teams coming up over the next you know week or so maybe week to 10 games of a schedule in college basketball and i'll get started with my buy low if that's okay uh nebraska they're actually still a buy low team and i might have had them back a few weeks ago but still ranked number 90 on ken palm they're playing some great basketball they've kind of found their three-point shot a little bit. Um, they're playing a little bit better interior defense. And, you know, I love teams that can play interior defense because, you know, in the Big Ten, that's pretty much all they have this year. There's not a lot of good three-point shooting as it used to be. But uh, I'm proud of what Nebraska's been doing. Uh, Tominga, Tomingaga, I hardly say his name, has been a fantastic point guard for them. He really brings the crowd up with them. I love the fact that they have two home games coming up here against Minnesota and Mich Michigan State. So I'm going to be looking to back uh, Nebraska here, possibly uh, for those two games on that spell. The next one I have as a buy low team is, believe it or not, North Carolina. Now, I can't explain what the hell's happened to this team. Remember last year they were a bubble and people are saying they shouldn't have gotten in in many cases, and then what do they do? They go to the freaking Final Four. Well, most of that team is back. You know, it's like, what the heck is going on? 0-8 versus top opponents. It's blowing my mind here, but I think there's some <clears throat> dignity in these players. A couple of them want to get to the NBA, I'm sure. They have a few winnable games, and the ACC has been looked at really poorly by the bracketologists all across America, but they got Virginia at home, they got at Florida State, and they have Duke at home. So they make that run. They might be back in the conversation at least, finally getting those top quadrant wins. And you know they don't like keeping big-name North Carolina out, so there's a shot that they they can uh, get in through the back door here. And then finally, my last buy-low team is going to be Oregon. Dana Altman's just too good of a coach to have this team not void, not uh, motivated down the stretch. They were winning for a while, then they started losing again here. But I just think that they have the big wins against 
Arizona, USC, Villanova, and Nevada. I, I think that might be enough to get to the dance if they can finish strong. So I believe Oregon is a little bit of a buy low team for me right now, Brian. Who are yours? Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you two that are. I just think their line, their spreads are off by like three points every game. Like uh, I don't know why, but Kansas State and Miami, like they have been money making machines. Now K State has had some struggles on the road, but that's just life in the Big Twelve this year. Uh, but Miami, I mean, like you just noted a second ago, you know, the metrics are not very uh, keen on the ACC this year. And I get that. But Miami, I, I, you know, let's look at their losses. Um, only one game have they been like, you know, thoroughly beaten. You know, they lose by two at Duke when Isaiah Wong had a sinus infection was you know, Larinaga said he shouldn't have played him the next day. I mean, he had uh, only seven points and only played 25 minutes. They l- lost at NC State by two in overtime. They had an eight-point lead with 2.05 left at Pitt and let Pitt go on an 11-0 run to win. Uh, but, you know, they've got non-conference wins over uh, Providence uh, at UCF, uh, a home win over Rutgers. They've beaten all the best teams uh, in the ACC. Uh, they have won, what, uh, seven in a row now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just still like my – I still just don't think Miami's being given the respect uh, they deserved. In fact, I bought a 50-to-1 ticket, a uh, future ticket on them last week. I'm not sure if their future number has been adjusted here in the last, whatever, 24, 48 hours. But if it's still 50-to-1, I think that is the bargain. I also got Providence at 100-to-1. Uh, about a, about two weeks ago, and I got UConn at thirty to one. I I, I doubt UConn is available at thirty to one, especially after twenty to uh, one. Like twenty to one for UConn, forty five yeah. to one for Miami. I still I like that forty five to one right there that you just mentioned. Yeah, and um, and then a team that's starting to come on and and really has a, a pretty good shot here to get to the tournament. That you know, three weeks ago, people would have said, "What? Huh? Texas Tech." Texas Tech's playing good right now, um, and they get TCU um, in Lubbock on Saturday, and uh, and they've been they've been good at home. So if they can get that win, they they move closer to the cut line. I know Lenardi had him had them in their next in his next four out, um, and that might have been before they won. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they, that was after they won at West Virginia uh, last weekend. And then another team um, that got another solid win uh, last night, and, and I just really like some of their uh, pieces, and that's uh, NC State. Um, I, I love uh, the big man. The, does the big man, uh, DJ Burns, does he um, does he remind <laughs> you of, of, of Demet Hook? Does he remind you of Demet Hook, the Florida you remember yeah, the Florida yeah, yeah, power? Yeah. Yes, yes. In yeah. the mid-90s? A, a, a little bit, a little bit. You know, there, there's yeah. this actor he looks like that everybody tweets his meme about. But I love to see the big man move. I mean, he's a massive body. Probably just he's just drenched with sweat. So you don't really want to. Yes. Yeah, it's not like yeah. you want to guard this guy if you have to. But it's your job out there. And, but the dude's got moves. He's smooth as hell. I love that player. And I really hope, you know, they, get, they should get in. I actually said... I put them a, a little bit over Pitt when I, I sent out a tweet 
asking who the t- top four ACC teams are, or the top ACC teams. I had Virginia, I had uh, Miami, I had uh, NC State, and what was my third? Duke. I, I had Duke instead. I just think because Duke's finally healthy, I actually bet. I actually voted Miami. I, I think Miami might be a little they bit better the than Virginia. They are the best team in the ACC. Yeah, Miami's yeah, the best yeah, team yeah, in the ACC, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I like it. No, that's and, that's that's a great call. And I and I, to be honest with you, that Wake Forest line was big last night, and I chickened out. I guess I should have bet the over because I leaned that to it, but it was a large number. It was like one fifty six, one fifty eight. But it still got there. You know, sometimes down the stretch, you don't want to bet against bubble teams on the overs. You know, you usually bet the unders. But this is just one that happened to go over. But no disagreement, man. I really want to see Burns in the uh, in the big dance, baby. No, I, I love those play, uh, teams that you just went over. Uh, and they've been certainly cashing some tickets. So uh, good stuff on that. And, you know, you mentioned Texas Tech. It's funny. It's Their non-conference was terrible. And so I wonder if that's going to possibly keep them out here. Um, if they get this big win, obviously, coming up here against TCU, who's been the other darling in the Big 12, then that's going to say something. But the weird thing about Texas Tech, Daniel Bacho, which was supposed to be their best guy, 6'11", big man, maybe they're just forcing the ball to him more because since Bacho's been out, they win four, four in a row. You know, it became more right. of a guards game. They started playing better perimeter defense and stuff like that. So you wonder if that continues. I mean, this is going to be a tough matchup here coming up this weekend against TCU, but I'm excited for that game, Brian. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, I, I think Texas Tech, um, I think they've got to be the short favorite. I, I'm thinking two or three. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let's go to sell high and i'm gonna start with saint mary's and to be honest with you this team they're they're number eight on ken palm i really don't believe they're number eight in the country you know i know they're really well coached but they don't have the talent to be the eighth best in the country and they sure as hell haven't had the schedule to be eighth in the country if you remember when they stepped up in competition you know well, first they lost to Washington in overtime. They got beat by Houston, which is I'm not a believer in Houston either. By the way, I'm with you on that. Me they neither. Lost to New Mexico. Their their biggest wins was San Diego State on a neutral court, which I'll give them props for that. Um, and uh, they also have that Gonzaga win. But but anything else besides that, you know, has been a bunch of tomato cans that play very fast, sloppy basketball in the West Coast Conference. That Gonzaga game, I was on Gonzaga plus three and a half. It went to freaking overtime. Uh, Gonzaga almost won it in regulation, but of course they lose on the road in overtime. I will be on Gonzaga uh, next Saturday, my man. I, I am, or this Saturday, actually, it's the 25th. Uh, they're playing Pacific tonight. I might sprinkle a little bit on Pacific with a big fat 19 points. Pacific can hit a three, but I think St. Mary's is overvalued at that, and I'll be looking to fade them. Everyone's going to be on them. I'm looking to fade them when they come into the tournament. I mean, I love. I love their coach, Randy Bennett, but they just don't have the players and the strength of schedule, in my opinion. I just think the AC, uh, the SEC and the Big 12 is too tough. And the Big 10, not not great from the top side, but they have just a bunch of meddling teams in the Big 10. The next one that I'm going to sell high is, I already mentioned it, San Diego State. They ranked 16th on Ken Palm in the mid-major conference. They had that rough patch versus, uh, or they do have a rough patch coming up versus New Mexico and Boise State. They seem to catch teams when they're lucky 
and and the teams like missing a players like that last Boise State game. Boise State didn't even show up to that court. They were without, I believe, their best player, Marcus Shaver. Yeah, he didn't play that game. Yeah, he didn't even play that game. So you know now uh, Boise State is going to play them in a revenge situation next Tuesday. So I'll be keeping my eye on that short line coming up. So I'll be looking to fade City on San Diego State over the next few games. A tough game at New Mexico, a tough game at Boise, and then they bring it home on senior night against Wyoming. Not sure if I'll fade them against Wyoming. They've been a great fade this year for me. But uh, that's what I'm looking for, San Diego State. And then finally, the last one I have to say is uh, Florida, man. And sorry to bring your Gators here, but they're on my sell high. The reason I'm selling high is because Ken Palm doesn't factor in for the fact that they might have quit, you know, and the fact that they lost their best big guy inside, you know. So their best guy, period. Yeah, 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 their best guy, period. Very true. And so Florida might be kind of waiting and mailing it in. And look for teams that mail it in right now because there's going to be some teams that aren't going to play second-half basketball. They might start okay, but they're not going to play in the second half if they're getting beat because they know their only chance of getting in the big dance is to win their SEC or ACC tournament wherever they're at. So Florida is going to be a sell playing at Vanderbilt, at Georgia the week after. They're going to be a short dog against Georgia for whatever reason. And then, of course, at home against LSU. And LSU actually finally showed some some life last night. They couldn't even miss a shot. I watched that game last night. So my other sell would be Florida. What are yours? Um, Well, I agree with Florida. I had uh, Kentucky last night and um, had Arkansas on uh, Saturday. And the over is on a 6-0 run for Florida Two and they're getting killed on the boards uh, without Castleton, not just at, at Arkansas and against Kentucky, but um, the game they won when he got hurt and missed like uh, almost all the second half, they they got killed on the boards by Ole Miss. So they can't keep anybody off the offensive boards now. They don't have any rim protection. So I uh, completely uh, agree with that. I mean, I, I'm a total sell on Auburn also. I mean, they um, – I mean, they almost got beat by Ole Miss in their house uh, last night in a game that, like, if they lose that last night, I mean, that might put them right up at, you know, at very sketchy territory uh, in terms of the bubble. Um, yeah, so there, and I'll, I'll sell Tennessee as well. I'm not saying I'm looking to fade Tennessee in Knoxville, but at the SEC tournament in March, where, as you noted earlier, Rick Barnes is always terrible. And, this team plays great defense, but we've and, and they're dealing with injuries also. But we've also seen uh, how they just struggle to get buckets in long stretches, and that that's no bueno. That's what happened to them in the last ten minutes against Michigan in the round of thirty-two last year. They were in complete control of that game uh, with like a six-seven point lead with like six minutes left, and they they go five minutes without a, a basket, and uh, that's what'll happen to them in the SEC tournament and in March. Um. So yeah, there's, there's some teams that I no, I I, I, I agree. Uh, what's the deal with their field goal effective field goal? Like ranking in the two hundred fiftieth. There's no good team that ranks that bad. <laughs> I mean, effective field goal. They lost five of their last seven games. I'm a little disappointed with Tennessee because five seven games ago, I thought they were going to win the SEC. You know. Conference, you know, play right. You know, you thought they would want won that, but no, they're they're completely out of it now in fourth place here. 
next to Auburn sitting there at nine and six in conference when Alabama's got it at fourteen and one. Maybe Texas A and M makes a little bit of a a case, but I would I wish I would have took some Texas A and M before the season because. I'm I'm kicking myself. I was high on Texas A&M before the season started. You're talking about a win in the SEC. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, they it, went out. They they do win the SEC, right? Yeah, yeah. If they went out, it, well, do they play Alabama? That would be one of the key yeah, games. yeah, yeah. Okay. And they get them, yeah. and they get them in College Station in the regular season finale. Yeah, there you go. So it would have been a little situation where, um, God, I I I'll have to check. I thought that uh, I might have threw in a couple bucks on. Texas A&M maybe I didn't but um that would be a nice one because I'm sure that was at least 20 to 1 to win the regular season there so I agree with all of that great stuff let's move on to some games then uh Friday we always just like to bring it up it's not a lot of marquee matchups on Friday but since this podcast comes out Friday morning maybe that maybe you can find something I mean the biggest game is going to be Xavier versus Seton Hall and Xavier is going to be going to Seton Hall. Now, Xavier has been a pretty bad uh, away team. I think that's just the whole trend this year. Away teams have been pretty piss poor lately, and uh, home teams have been better. Now, Seton Hall has a good coach. Xavier's just got amazing three-point percentage, uh, adjusted three-point percentage. They're third in the nation at 4025 uh, their mid-range shot is good. Their defense is just kind of where they need to sharpen up a little bit. But this is a big game for them. I'm, I would say that they're probably going to be a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite. I think that the injuries that they suffered is going to knock that spread down a little bit. But at some point, you know, you got to think that the, the team kind of rallies. Fremantle's been out since uh january right he was their best guy but he's supposed to come back in early march you wonder if late february could change and we could see a surprise or something i don't know craft's been out which is a role player but i'm going to be watching this line on uh on 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 tomorrow i'm going to be definitely keying in on this one and i do like seton hall and i like their coach but they're not as loaded as xavier i don't see sean miller necessarily giving up two here when they're down the stretch, really looking for higher seeds and better situations. Uh, so I might be back in them. Ken Palm has it a one-point spread. I'm thinking that. Is there anything on Friday or that game that you want to talk about? Um, Yeah, I think I like Seton Hall in that game, uh, especially if they're a home dog. Uh, Xavier's only three and four uh, without Fremantle. And... Um, you know, one of the wins was at home to St. John's and another one was at home to DePaul. And the only one of, you know, Merritt was at home in overtime by two over Providence. Um, and Providence covered in that game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, now, I, as I say that, like uh, three of their losses are by four combined points. I mean, they lost by one to Nova. Uh, they lost by one at Marquette, which obviously was a good performance by them, and they covered uh, pretty easily. But it was a bad loss at Butler, um, but only by two. Uh, gosh, and then they had uh, earlier in the year, but this is when they had Fremantle. They lost by one at DePaul. So, wow, that's four <laughs> losses by, what, five combined points? So, uh, yeah, Xavier will be uh, – if Fremantle, you know, if it's – but he's going to have lost some conditioning um, – 
But yeah, I remember Miller when he got hurt. He said they thought he'd be back for the regular season finale or at worst the Big East tournament. So hopefully they get him back uh, for Butler just for you know he's got to get his conditioning and, and whatnot right if he's going to be effective. Um, but um, I, but I might be looking for Seton Hall uh, tomorrow because like you said Xavier has not been uh, very good on the road this year. All right. Well, so little disagreement there. That's that's good. Yeah, it, it's amazing that you point out their losses just, you know, so close. You know, now there's yeah. some ugly losses there for sure. The February 10th one was when they were fresh into the injury. Um, I think it's going to be maybe the spread's going to be right. You know what's funny? If you can find an outline to say the game's going to be decided by three or four points, maybe on each side, get some plus money and some dog. Uh, there's some books that are, are kicking out stuff like that. So um, if you want to get really cute with it, it's nothing I ever give out to, to members or anything like that. But, you know, just trying to be creative here a little bit for this. Yeah, a little disagreement. I would I would bet Seton Hall up to probably two points. Uh, that's what uh, that's what my number would be. Or sorry, Xavier. Xavier up to minus two in this game, and you would definitely back uh, Seton Hall as a dog. So makes sense to me. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Metro Atlantic Conference games, Ryder against Sienna. But one thing that Kyle Hunter pointed out last week on one of our shows is that the away teams for the Metro Atlantic have been fire this year. So maybe maybe the officiating is a little bit different out there than some of the Big Ten games. But it's uh, something to you know, keep your mind on. It seems like these teams kind of pride themselves on going to the other court and uh, making a big showing. So I'm going to kind of keep that in mind somewhat when I'm capping these games tomorrow. Uh, you got Canisius versus uh, St. Peter's. You got Ryder versus Siena. Uh, Manhattan versus uh, Marist. So there's some good games. Uh, if you're bored and or just want to make some money, find some value, be looking at that. Iona, of course, against Mount St. Mary's is going to be a large spread uh, by about nine points. Let's move on to the big day. I'm going to, uh, by the way, I'm going to, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I go ahead. I to interrupt you on the Iona thing. Uh, I'm going to absolutely puke if uh, Rick Pitino gets the St. John's job. I mean, <laughs> that asshole, I, I thought we were done with this clown. Uh, he's going to end up getting the St. John's job, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Uh, gross, gross. <laughs> I, I expected. So gross. I'm su- I'm surprised he's not already in the uh, one of the bigger conferences. You know, I'm, right? I, I'm shocked. You know, as much as the media hates on people, they can definitely forgive them pretty quickly. It's just a weird situation. Right? If he's coaching somewhere, he can be coaching another place. It's uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the dude is a slime, but um, you know, he's a pretty good basketball coach. He's not as good as he used to be, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I almost kind of like his son a little bit better out there in New Mexico. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job, in my opinion, uh, after he left Minnesota, which was just a very tough situation at uh, competing against Big Ten teams. Now he's kind of competing against the Mountain West, which, uh, you know, he, he was able to bring some guys down there from Minnesota, and uh, he's doing a great job Mashburn. down there. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Mashburn Jr., yeah, that's right. So that's very true. Let's move on to Saturday. And I got a game that I'm going to talk about here. And I think I hinted on this a little bit, Brian. St. Mary's versus Gonzaga. And hopefully the Lord won't strike me down on this one. Uh, But uh, Gonzaga is going to be three-point spread, in my opinion. I highly doubt that it's around what Ken Palm says, like 
one and a half, two, because you know most of the efficiency sites has St. Mary's higher, but no, it's a. This is going to be Gonzaga a minimum minus three. Uh, Revenge is a dish served cold. It's it's just a situation where Gonzaga is looking at it like, look, we had that game. We could have kind of we could have won this. There's no way in hell we are not going to put an effort out on our home floor versus what is now our rival in St. Mary's uh, in this big of a spot. Now the Bulldogs have one big weakness playing defense 87th in adjusted efficiency, but that's not the way they play. Their offense has kind of always carried them. They're at least number one in adjusted efficiency with the fast pace of play. Now we always wonder if, yeah, if they had a better schedule and played in the sec or played in the big 10, you know, things might be a little bit different and, I do agree with that, but they are hitting their shots second in effective field goal percentage. They're okay at rebounding the ball. Not so great from the charity sprite, but here's St. Mary's, you know, they're the opposite team. They play the slow pace. They play the defense seventh in defensive efficiency, slow 80th in effective field goal percent, which isn't bad, but they also can't shoot free throws at uh, 263rd in percentage. So the big thing for me is just the strength of schedule. You know, it's kind of like I said, at least Gonzaga, over the years realized that they had to make themselves a very tough non-conference schedule in order to be considered one of the better teams. And they did that. It kind of backfired a little bit because they lost to Purdue, Baylor, and Texas, but they at least beat Alabama. They at least beat Xavier, uh, a healthy Xavier, and they beat Michigan State on that neutral court. So they certainly showed that they can do it. St. Mary's, on the other hand, like I mentioned uh, pre-flop here, in our buy low, sell high segment, they lost to Houston. They lost at home to Colorado State. They lost on the neutral court against Washington. And I can't really look at the uh, West Coast Conference schedule and give it any credence uh, whatsoever. There's two things I like in this game. It's probably going to be the under because I do believe that St. Mary's does frustrate them. And I think that the refs will swallow their whistle. But I also really like Gonzaga as the short favorite at home. They're going to take back what they own, and that's the West Coast Conference title. And this game is for that because, you know, there's already two losses with Gonzaga. One of them is St. Mary's, and St. Mary's has the both lost, and they both have a common loss against Loyola Marymount. This is do or die from Gonzaga. If they want to be in the top three seeds, they better win this game. Brian, what are your thoughts? Oh, I oh my gosh! Gonzaga is five or less. I'll be all over them. I, I made that number uh, six and a half. Um, looking at uh, some other games, I um, I hope case or, or I'm sorry, I hope that NC State is uh, is you know probably uh, you know at home they've won ten in a row. Eight of them they've won uh, by eight or more. Uh, and Clemson struggled on the road and, and Clemson's just, I mean, I, they actually got a, a pretty good win over, uh, uh, Syracuse. Yeah, I, was, I was on them last <laughs> night. That was the biggest spot for them. It was a no brainer bet right there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, but I, I think they will come crashing, uh, back to earth. If NC state is seven or fewer, uh, on Saturday, uh, I'll be all over, uh, the Wolfpack. You you look at Clemson's recent uh, road games. They lose by ten. A Louisville team, and that you know just took them. That just completely buried their at large chances. Talking about Clemson because they'd already had a a loss to South Carolina and to Loyola Chicago and to Boston College, um, and then uh, the road game prior to that they lost by twenty 
at North Carolina, and then they lost by eight at Boston College. Uh, they did get a, 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 a barely got a win uh, against F- FSU by one. Uh, they rallied there in the last like 30, 40 seconds. And um, and then the, the road game before that, they lost by 10 at Wake Forest. So maybe I should say if NC State is like – nine or less rather than seven or fewer uh, that I would be on them because I think NC State uh, will put it on uh, Clemson on Saturday. Uh, Also, um, Oklahoma State, I think Kansas State, uh, that's going to be their game on Saturday uh, at Oklahoma State. Uh, I know K-State has had some uh, road struggles, uh, but I think we may – uh, get them as a short dog, possibly, um, against Oklahoma State. And uh, I, I would like K-State uh, catching points uh, in that spot. Now, they have lost um, – or, I'm sorry, um, I'm looking at Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State has now lost three in a row uh, by double digits, and that comes on the heels of that you know, five-game winning streak. Uh, but the, the five-game winning streak, uh, you know, two of them were uh, – And certainly Texas Tech was struggling at that time. And then another one was Ole Miss. Uh, So the five-game winning streak was a a little, um, you know, to me, uh, misleading. And and then Oak State has been, you know, lost by 11 at home to Kansas, lost by 25 at TCU. And and that was when – I know that was the game that Miles came back, but TCU had been struggling uh, without Miles uh, prior to that. And then they lose by 18 – uh, at West Virginia, so I know K State has had some tough, uh, you know, tough road games, but I, I think they'll get that one at Oklahoma State. So I'm hoping they're uh, an underdog. Um, I tell you, uh, now that uh, Musselman is playing uh, Smith, who had missed so m- most of the season, uh, the five star, uh, the tall freshman uh, guard Nick Smith Jr. Um, he seems to be rounding into form. He had his best game. Uh, the other night, and uh, Alabama did not look good last night, except for uh, Brandon Miller, uh, who was just ridiculous last night, ridiculously good. Um, but yeah, um, and I haven't even looked at Ken Palm. What, what are you thinking on that Alabama Arkansas? I mean, Alabama's probably going to be like seven, don't you think? I'm going to the Ken Palm. It says nine that. on Ken Palm. I, I'm still furious at Arkansas. Saturday, February 11th, uh, busted my parlay. I've had a five-team parlay at home against Mississippi State. What the hell was that, Arkansas? You know, it was just oh yeah. One of my my last leg was the thing that busted on that, and that was them. I it was just a money line play. They were favored by six or seven. I was like, seriously, what the hell was that? Then they go lose at Texas A and M. Um, it's going to be a massive spread. But here's the thing: I can't bet Alabama. Um, uh, Alabama's yeah. got too much distraction. And even though the kid's probably okay, according to the media, and we don't need to get into that. There's plenty of shows for that. It's just the distraction part of it that's killing them. You know, they have Auburn on deck, which is kind of a rivalry right there. Um, I guess you almost every game is in the big SEC, but still, um, it's, it's just a, a spot where Arkansas really needs it more than them. In my opinion, I, if it's nine, I would definitely be looking to back the hogs in that Me one. Too. And that's what Ken Palm 
actually says on that. As far as your Oak State one, I disagree with that one. I, I just... I, I don't love Oklahoma State as a team. I probably will look towards the under, though, rather than fading Kansas State. I, I think that Oklahoma State has been slowing it down a little bit more lately. They can't shoot well. They only rank 193rd in effective field goal percent. But Kansas State, like you just mentioned, you know they're just bad on the road. They lost to Texas Tech on the road when Texas Tech was in their bad spell. They lost to – well, that was probably Texas Tech's first coming out party, I guess. They lost to Oklahoma, which has been putrid on the road just stuff that you can't really figure out i think they might have been a little bit banged up there but uh you know so that's happened um i do what was the first one you talked about there was something i wanted to bring up about that uh nc state clemson maybe yeah yeah. texas yes 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 so here's the thing that you you nailed it you said clemson away from home 354th they rank on haslametrics away home court discrepancy you know it just kind of shows how well you do at home compared to what your predicted number is and how well you do away compared to your predicted number is so they're just a terrible away team 354th out of 360 teams they rank away court while nc state uh big at home ranks 150 115th i'm i'm like an nc state there as well so i would definitely agree with that i think it's going to be a shorter spread than you think i think it's going to be six seven points probably at the most um uh, if it's anything under that i'm oh i would love the wolf back then yeah i would definitely fire on nc state right there i'm gonna bring i got another one go ahead you go ahead oh sure yeah i i got a game i wrote down some some of my notes you can see um, it's going to be Iowa, and they're going to play a game against Michigan State at home. Uh, Ken Palm, to be honest with you, has I they've dropped Iowa significantly. My Badgers somehow got a win against them yesterday. And, hey, that's just a home. That's yeah, a home yeah, road dichotomy yeah. with Iowa. They're a completely <laughs> different team at home. Exactly, and that's what I love home road dichotomy because the efficiency sites spit out the number like. You know, every game, they just give a little bit for home court advantage every game. You don't see that they're just 6 to 8 to 10, maybe even 12 points worse, you know, discrepancy instead. You know, so and that's what Iowa is. They overperform at home and underperform on the way. So that's important to see. Um, They're playing Michigan State. Michigan State's ranked 30th on Ken Palm. I mean, I like what Michigan State's been doing, but they're not exactly a good home road themselves as a matter of fact right nobody big 10 nobody yeah. and i just ran the numbers brian you know how bad the big 10 is uh at on the road most of their games are at home because they play the non-conference the smaller schools go there and they're 57.6 percent ats at home that's including when all the smaller schools went there but when you look at big 10 away games that's mostly conference play because before it was mostly neutral courts. You know what Big Ten is away? Thirty-five percent ATS. That means most likely conference play is more like sixty-five percent ATS at home. Brian, I ran those numbers this morning, and it just it just blows your mind how bad this is, and it makes you just almost want to auto fade every single. If you auto faded every away team, you'd be rolling in the dough right now. In the Big Ten, one except one exception is Northwestern. They're six and two straight up and against the spread on the road. But that I mean, yeah. that's like that might maybe the only exception. Yeah. I, actually, I think I think Minnesota's been pretty good to the number until last night. Yeah, um, yeah, Minnesota had that stretch where they were really good uh, away and they beat Michigan and stuff like that. That was like mid January. 
uh, type situation. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at it in general, and I, heck, I can even pull up some of these numbers here um, and share my screen. Uh, yeah, Northwestern's the best away at six and two. Illinois is five and three. Uh, Minnesota five three and one. But after that, those three teams. Let's look at the rest of the eleven teams: Wisconsin four and five, Penn State three and five, Rutgers three and five, Michigan State three and six, Maryland three and six, Iowa three and seven, Michigan two and five, Purdue two six and one, Indiana two eight and one, Nebraska two for ten. They just got one at Rutgers recently, and Ohio State, the, the team I can't even freaking explain that I'm. Actually, on tonight, believe it or not. Whoa, you're on Ohio State <laughs> it's their tonight? La- it's their last chance, my man. Um, it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's it's the biggest spot for them, and uh, they I, they got to have some damn dignity in them. One for nine against the spread away. So it just shows you that only three teams are above 500 as away teams. That is just massive. Yeah, you know, so I was looking at Rutgers tonight, and you, you gotta be honest, some of these spreads are a little inflated. Rutgers is beat up, and they're a six-point favorite against Michigan. You know, money line bets, maybe maybe throw package two together, get a dance partner for one. You got Michigan, you got Illinois. I really don't want to fade Northwestern on the road though, but you could try to find a dance partner for uh, you know one of them i'm on northwestern tonight okay okay well you're fading the trend then but they've been the, the trendy one that has been hitting at six and two no I, I said i'm on northwestern right right that's what i'm saying they're, they're, oh, okay. they've been, the, they've been the only one team that got it done sparty away from home 48.3 effective field goal iowa at home 57.1 effective field goal michigan state uh, this is just a bad spot for them. Iowa, a great spot after just those two bad losses on the road. Um, yeah, you know, Fran McCaffrey and Tom Izzo is going to turn bright, beat red, and just blow up on some official, and it's going to be a little bit of drama to watch. But I'm taking the Hawkeyes, man. I'll take them all the way up to – you know, Ken Palm says two. I'm going to say three and a half. But anything below I that – I'm five. I, I, I made it five. I made it five. Uh-huh, me too. It's at least five. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be slamming Iowa as well, my man. You have another? I, I agree. Awesome. You have no one. Um, let's see. So I agree with you on Gonzaga. I'll be looking to Arkansas, especially if I can get nine. Um, I like NC State. I would probably lay up to eight or nine. Um, I like Texas Tech. Uh, probably at three or fewer. Um, let's see. I said I liked K State. Uh, what are you thinking on Virginia, North Carolina? Because um, North Carolina, there's another team with home away dichotomy. Uh, they are really good at home. Um, so, uh, go ahead. First of all, what's up to Diggs? He's saying what's up to us. So, shout out to what you, up, my Diggs? man. <laughs> I. I but it's kind of like when I said in my buy low segment, um, North Carolina is just, they're better than their record. They're 17 11. I mean, they have that no big wins, but you know, they did play Alabama to a overtime four overtimes four. in the non-conference and Alabama is a strong team. Uh, the close loss against Iowa state, you know, I, I kind of feel like for last year and I'll pull up last year. I kind of feel that they played Virginia, uh, well, last year, yeah, Virginia it, it lost to North Carolina sixty-three to forty-three in the ACC tournament last year. 
So I find that a little bit interesting. Um, I, I can't even find where the uh, other game was here during the conference. Maybe it got canceled for COVID or something. But uh, uh, no, they lo- they also lost to North Carolina on January 8th. So North Carolina beat this team uh, at home and on the neutral last year. So, I mean, this is a do-or-die spot for North Carolina. I, I, I think Virginia is a little overrated because Virginia – not the greatest shooting team, 113 uh, effective field goal. They're just bad from to close to the rim. You know, they they seem to shoot the three ball okay, and their their offensive rebounding's not there. They play defense like they play defense, but um, I, I like North Carolina here, and I'll be on Me North too. Carolina this game. What what are you thinking on that spread? Like if anything, two, two. Uh, one or two. Oh, love North Carolina. Virginia looked like absolute. I mean, so did North Carolina, but they're always looking like garbage on the road. At home, they're really good, and I think they will. Uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily blow them out, but uh, anything like four or less, I will be all over North Carolina in that game. And again, I'm not. I don't like North Carolina in general, but the ACC is so bad uh, that at home, I would like them pretty much against anybody except for Miami. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No disagreement there. Um, what a gift that was Miami at Carolina last week. Money line was a gift. The spread was a gift from the heavens. <laughs> there's some there's some diamonds in the rough in all these games coming up. You know, it's uh, I don't know what the market's thinking sometimes because that's who's really balancing the, the lines is the market. It's just sometimes you just, you know, can know something better than the market. That's why we sports bet in general. So, yeah, man. Uh, Miami, Miami has made me so much money this year. Yeah, they've been amazing. They've been they've been yeah. amazing. Baylor's got a big bounce back spot coming up here, and uh, they're going to be at home against Texas. And you're probably going to get a pick them here. I'll probably be all over Baylor. Uh, I, I would be on Baylor. Ben, brilliant minds think alike. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I I made my I made Baylor a four point favorite in that game. Yeah, I would make them three and a half for sure, and it's going to be pick them. So there you go. That's going to be a big one. Um, and another team. Another team horrible on the road is West Virginia and Kansas. Um, I think will spank them Saturday. But do you think that would be double digits? Uh, it's going to be eight or nine. I'll be on Kansas if it's, if it's under double digits. Kansas just too- yeah. If it's single digits, I'll take KU. Kansas is just too good in in the fog, man. You know, it's they're just too good at home. Um, so. I, I would be on Kansas. I do know that West Virginia should be a little desperate in this situation, though. But I don't think that matters. Um, Kansas, Kansas is just that team. I heard a stat on them recently. I think it was on Vison that since Self has been there, he's only been swept during the regular season one time. So that's just amazing. You know, they went to West Virginia and beat them by 18, 14 points, uh, and that was away. So that happened earlier in the season. You know, why would they not do it now? Well, you know, West Virginia, <laughs> I always thought they were a little overrated at 20. So um, they got that win against Oklahoma State. They, they shot out of their minds, scored 85 points. It's time to come back to earth a little bit for them. So that's a big West, one. West Virginia's lost seven of eight on the road. And here recently, they've lost uh, by 12 at Baylor, by 34 uh, at Texas, uh, no shame in only losing by four at TCU. Um, but yeah, the, the last couple they've gotten really smoked. Uh, they lost by seven at Oak State earlier in the year. Um, so I think 
can't. I love that freshman Grady Dick uh, for KU. He is that dude can play. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's good. He's. They always got new guys coming in. You know, they won it all last year, and look where they're at this year, man. It's just they're, they're the Duke now. You know, they're not. They're they're the better. They're definitely the best college basketball team over the last five years. I think. I would say that. Yeah. I would definitely yeah, say that. I, I, Some people would say zags. I would say that. Yeah, they might have won it in uh, 20 when COVID canceled the tournament. It was going to be them or Dayton. I think it was going to be a rematch from the Maui Classic Finals in the tournament finals if COVID hadn't canceled 2020 tournament. I think it would have been KU and Dayton. Do you remember that? Or did you watch that finals of the Maui Classic that year? That game was so good. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it was a hell of a game. But anyway. I don't think I did. I, I, it rings a bell though. KU versus Day. I don't. Ob know. top. Ob Toppin like ah, dominated yes, out there. Yes. Ob Toppin. And I um. Is he doing I, anything I, in the I, NBA? Is he doing anything? Um. He did not have a very good rookie year for the Knicks. He played a lot better last year. You know. I don't. I I, I want to say he was hurt early in the year. I, I'm. He's on the Knicks, but I um. I haven't watched the Knicks game in a minute, so okay. I can't really speak to it. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh. What else is on the slate here? Okay, I can name a few more. Um, oh, did well, I, we can move did into we Sunday too. We can move into Sunday if you want. Well, did we talk Auburn, Kentucky? No, we didn't. Let's let's talk Auburn, Kentucky, and move into uh, Sunday. Cool. I, I I love Kentucky in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I made Kentucky five and a half. Um, but I might even would take them a t- a tad higher. Um, so with that win last night, they are now uh, nine and three, uh, both straight up and ATS. And you know, two weeks ago, you know they were, uh, you know, possibly missing right the tournament. There. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> now they've got a season sweep uh, of Tennessee, and um, and they have. Uh, I think I saw. I think they have five quad one wins in the last. Uh, three weeks. Does that sound right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's get... Mississippi State, Tennessee. Uh, Florida's not quad one, and that's, no, no. It, and so no, they have they have two. Um, I, I agree. It's going to be a three point spread, probably. You know what's weird about them is Severe Wheeler has been out, and they've been seem to be doing better. Jacob Toppin, the brother of Ob, has been doing pretty well there over the over the down the stretch here. They, I mean, I, I can't figure out like when they're going to shit the bed again, Brian. So it's like, I, and it could happen. It, it, you know, here's the thing though. It, um, Auburn's, this is a massive game for them. When they lost to South Carolina at home, they ripped off four wins in a row. Then they lost to Kansas, which was more of a distraction game. Well, now they lost to Georgia, which is a bad loss. Then they won three in a row. Do they get four here? I don't know. But uh, I mean, at home against Auburn, anything under the three, I'd be interested. Yeah, I mean, and Ken Palm is implying that Kentucky would only be a two-point favorite. And, uh, yeah, I don't care about Severe Wheeler. They, they've played better um, without him. And Kaysen Wallace, the freshman, is coming on. You know, he had missed a couple games with an injury two or three weeks ago. Um, you know, I don't even think I looked at the box score last night. But I know he had 16 points and six assists um, against Tennessee over the weekend. And they just, they just jumped on Tennessee early. Uh, and often, and just, you know, Auburn uh, on the road uh, recently here, they've lost at, at Vandy, uh, lost at A&M, lost at Tennessee, 
uh, lost at West Virginia. So they've lost four in a row on the road. Now, as I say that, um, they would let a good chunk of that A&M game. Uh, they could have won the Tennessee game and um, only lost by four, uh, three at West Virginia. So now, I'm not saying they're shameful losses, but uh, yeah, I, I would be on Kentucky at uh, probably, I don't know. Four or less, maybe even five. I don't know. Man, that Texas A&M game fear infuriated me because A&M was up by eight with the ball in less than 30 seconds, and then they miss. Then they shoot a three. They, they miss a free throw. They get fouled, and then the other team shoots three. Then they turn it over and <laughs> shoot another three. Oh, that was one of my bad beats, man, that happened to me. So I, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm fade Auburn down the stretch here. Uh, I, I mean, Bruce Pearl's a good coach, but – he, he's, he tends to do this. He's a loud mouth too. And I, it's just a bad spot for them. I think, you know, they get the Mississippi win to, to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. I'd probably be on Kentucky if that uh, comes down to it. So what do you put Miami versus Florida state here? This is going to be like a 16 point spread or something like that. I mean, That's what I wrote. That's what I wrote down. 16. Okay. God, brilliant minds. Think alike, Kiev. Yes. I'm right here. Miami minus 16. Is, I mean, do you lay, do you lay double digits on Miami? No, um, uh, but I, I've been bet, I've betting I've been betting Miami every game except for the uh, the non cover when they were laying like twenty to Louisville. But I, I don't know that I can lay uh, sixteen. Although they did win, but didn't they win by I want to say twenty three at FSU earlier in the year? But I, I can't I can't lay sixteen. I, I think so. I bet FSU in the best spot that they had against Florida. I went seven and two. On Saturday, one of my losses was FSU, and they, they lost to Boston College at home, and I was just like, you freaking serious. It, it, it was just the perfect spot to bet Florida State, and they just laid that egg. I am so furious with that team for doing that. Uh, how, how about BC, man? I mean, I know Virginia's struggling, but I, uh, BC's picked up some nice nice wins. They've, they've sucked for a decade and change since Al Skinner left, right? Yeah, but you know, it's just like now you make the run, guys. You're freaking fourteen and fifteen. I, here's the thing: at Wake Forest, they're going to be a ten point dog. I will bet. I I would bet that because Wake Forest is more that upset type team. You know, they they'll sneak up on you as a dog, but as a favorite, I sure as hell would fade Wake Forest. Uh, it's it, Boston College can get to five hundred at fifteen and fifteen. And they only have one game left after that, so you know this is a big spot for them to get a winning a winning uh, season. So uh, if they lose this, they're not getting a winning season, Brian. So this is that's an interesting spot that you brought that up. Real quick, moving to Sunday, a lot of Big Ten games tend to play on Sunday. Uh, Penn State Rutgers is going to be interesting. Now I want to see what Rutgers does tonight, at and Penn State does tonight. So a uh, big spot. I, I think Rutgers is one of the best road fades. Uh, in all of college basketball. So uh, uh, hopefully they win tonight, and I would be even more inclined to fade them uh, against Penn State. So that's one that kind of sticks out to me a little bit. Another big one is Maryland Northwestern. Now, Northwestern, just like you said, has been amazing on the road, but now they're just going to have to prove it again because they have a lot of road games coming up. Um, yeah, it, it's also going to dictate what they do tonight a little bit uh, on my thoughts here on sunday so two games i haven't capped i haven't really looked at but i'm just kind of bringing them up anything on sunday 
Oh, yeah, the huge AAC game, Central Florida at Tulsa, because every time Tulsa plays, it's a monster game because they <laughs> absolutely suck. And, oh, my God, did you uh, <clears throat> did you have East Carolina uh, the other night against Tulsa by chance? I know I didn't, and um, I heard the way it ended because a couple of my friends did on my chat, and I was like, you freaking serious? <laughs> this East Carolina coach, uh, oh, my God. Gosh, now most of my money was on the money line or at one and a half from earlier, but I did have some at two that pushed because this this guy was ahead by three trying to extend the game. He wasn't like – he was fouling immediately like they were down three. He did it twice in the last eight seconds with a three-point lead. He had his – his players were wind sprinting to the ball to foul on purpose 75 feet from the basket. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, this was taking the uh, – the uh, we have to foul up three. This was taking it like – Way too far. <laughs> way too I, I, want, far. I, wanted to, I wanted to go something fancy, but I just say way, way, way the hell too far. My God. Michael Schwartz. I had to look up that asshole's name yesterday morning <laughs> because holy shit. I mean, that, that would have made – that would have made – I know I'm going a different sport here, but that would have made less miles blush uh, in terms of like football clock management. That, oh, that's yeah. what, that, that was madness. I'm sure, my man. That sounded uh, awful. Um, so, so I'll be on UCF. I don't care what they're like. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be in the teens, my man. So there you go. They're three. Uh, Tulsa's now three. What three twenty-two and two against the spread? Yeah, yeah. They're just uh, as a bad as you mean. Yeah, they're like three for twenty-three or something. I but that was no, their, no, no, no. Three spread covers, twenty-two non-covers, and two pushes. Jesus. And they only have, they've only covered once at home all year. I know they're the worst team ATS, and it's funny how they got the closing line cover. They didn't get the early line cover. They got the closing line cover. So it's funny. It's like most of the you know people like yourself and sharper people probably grabbed the better number, knowing which direction it was going to go. And uh, there you go. Uh, Tulsa was at home too, I believe too. So what? The yeah, hell? yeah. Just uh, they're terrible. Um, yeah, maybe maybe this is one of those ones as an example that I said give up at the second half because they don't have nothing to play for. You know, it's just long season really wears on you. That could be a situation. I'll be fading Wisconsin um, on uh, on Sunday most likely. It, it's they're going to, uh, and I'm hoping Michigan loses tonight against Rutgers. I guess. Uh, like it should be. It's a six-point spread. But Wisconsin's just a terrible road team, too, like the rest of the Big Tens. And they, they can't shoot, man. They're they're awful. They, they rank 259th in effective field goal percent. They can't get an offensive rebound, 345th. How are they going to get points? I mean, at some point, Michigan's going to hate some shots. And when they played Wisconsin, that was an ugly game. Went to 123. I'm pretty sure that Michigan just shot bad. That you know Couldn't buy a bucket. Uh, that night and um, they actually yeah five for 16 from three is where they screwed up and they turned the ball over quite a few times 12 times they turned the ball over and Wisconsin turned it away five times that's not they're not going to do that at home I think they just get an easy win here for Michigan it's probably going to be a three-point spread I'll probably be on Michigan uh, this game let me just point something out, though, that and and maybe it won't be an issue because they're both questionable tonight. But you know, Jet Howard, uh, Juwan Sun, the second leading scorer, uh, 
he turned his ankle the other day, and I think he's going to be a game-time decision tonight. And also Terrence Williams, who averages just 6.8 points, and but 6.1 boards. So there's two guys for Michigan that are iffy if they play tonight. So I'm just saying, if they don't play tonight, uh, you know, be aware of um, of their um, availability or lack thereof this weekend. Great call, man. That's a very good chance. Well, there you go. That's more reason to be on Rutgers and maybe do lay the six points if they, they don't well, play. Well, don't. well, well, Caleb McConnell is doubtful for Rutgers. And they already lost the Mag. Best. Yeah, they lost Matt. Yeah, Mag, yeah, so, I mean, they're without two starters tonight. Um, well, Mag's gone for the season, as you know. Um, but McConnell's back tightened up on him uh, before the Wisconsin game, and uh, he's doubtful tonight. So, I- I'm okay. I-, I think you actually said this a minute. I- I'm okay with Rutgers in a money line parlay tonight, but I, I can't lay the six uh, with those two injuries they've got. Yeah, we're and McConnell's one of their best players. He seems like he's played there forever. Um, yes, Omiuri's probably their best guy, the center. Um, big Cliff, uh, yeah, big old Cliff. And uh, so McConnell is the fourth score, nine point seven points. Now Mag was their you know fourth before that probably, but you got McKay. that Cam Spencer is the guy that really lights it up. And if Jet Howard's not going to be able to uh, guard him then that's a big situation, too, for him to have a big game. So, yeah, I, money line for sure. Find a dance partner for that one for tonight. Um, so that's that's what I have, man. I think that's it. You have anything I've, else? I, I've, I've got some dance partners on a money line uh, parlay uh, with Rutgers, and that uh, two of them would be Charleston and uh, Drexel. Drexel is um, – hosting northeastern drexel's 11 and 3 straight up 9 3 and 1 ats uh at home and you know charleston's still alive for uh, uh, at large so they've they got to take care of business i know that you know urgency doesn't always translate into su- success but they're a nine point home favorite I, I don't think charleston uh loses tonight i'm also on northwestern plus five and a half or maybe six. I think I said that earlier, though. Yep, so. yep. You're on Northwestern for tonight. Good stuff, my man. Where could our listeners and viewers get your great information and plays for the weekend, Brian? Yeah, um, my picks are always uh, on VegasInsider.com, uh, and uh, I've got uh, content on MajorWager.com, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Vegas B Edwards. All right. Make sure you follow Brian. Thank you so much for listening to this show and watching the stream. If you are on our YouTube channel or Twitter, if you have any questions for Brian or me, you can find us on Twitter. Find us at info at the odds breakers. Enjoy all the games this weekend and go get some winners.